It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the first place Atlanta Braves. Uh, I hope nice. I didn't just curse it, but I just wanted to go ahead and throw it out there because, boy, <laughs> it's it sure does feel nice to be August. Uh, well, August 17th, as we're taping this and for the Atlanta Braves to be back in first place. So hopefully that's how we'll greet you every week for the rest of this season. There we go. Uh, so I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, virtually via Zoom, alongside Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. Greg, um, I mentioned this to our guests. This this some this uh, player that we have on today is somebody you and I have both been intrigued with since our our uh, let's say adventure we'll call it as Bubba and Harry calling uh, some spring training games on Facebook last year. Um, be honest with you, as we told him, or as I just told him. I had never heard of him before and didn't know who anything about him. I don't even think when he was uh, playing in some of those spring uh, training games or the summer camp games, I don't even know that he had a, a name on the back of his jersey. I think he was one of the guys that was just number 96 or something. I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me on it. But he came out of nowhere to make that team last year. And, man, he has not uh, not just made the team, but solidified himself as a very, very important piece of the bullpen uh, at times – right now included might maybe the best reliever in the Braves bullpen um Tyler Matzik and man does he have a heck of a story to tell uh this is just the guy you and I have both been intrigued with since we first saw him um and what what a story anytime your career is the you signed got drafted and then ended up in independent ball and then somehow made it back to the big leagues there's a story to tell there so and the number one pick he was number one pick you know um 11th pick overall so yeah, fascinating story. And when you're, as he says, you know, your only goal is just to be able to play catch again. You know, yeah. not, not not as much getting to the big leagues, but just playing catch. So it was a great story and great to hear from him. Absolutely. Well, we won't uh, we won't be around the bush too much. We want to get you right to the interview with Tyler. Just a small note. He's uh, obviously, as we're taping this, on the road in Miami, and we're still back here in Atlanta, and uh, had a few technical issues at the beginning, so there might be once or one or two times there where you hear a little drop out or an awkward cut. But uh, Oh, that's right. That was the Marlins. Well, maybe they yeah. didn't pay their Wi-Fi bill or something. Well, that's... Uh, well, do you know Jeter at all? Maybe you can send him yeah. an email. Or yeah, something. they're they're cutting back big time. You see how they had to have like uh, mannequins in the stands last night. Yeah, well, it's just the way we can tell them to maybe get one of those. What is the extender for your router? Yeah, the yeah. A little I'll bit. send him a note. 
Yeah. Dude, have you ever heard of an extender? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. You go ahead and write, write that email right now, and in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll take the the good folks out there in Braves country to our interview with Braves relief pitcher Tyler Matzik. Matzik ready is one two. Struck him out. They've got him twice with that high fastball. No argument from Votto. Just a shake of his head, and Matzik comes in and puts out. A Cincinnati rally in the eighth inning. Well, hey, Tyler. Uh, thanks for joining us on Behind the Braves. Um, we uh, have had you on our list to want to try to talk to for some time now. We've been appreciating how you've been pitching and um, kind of hearing your story. We we feel like that it's probably not been told enough, and we kind of wanted to get into that with you a little bit. But, uh, but uh, we uh, definitely uh, love what you've been doing. And I guess the best first question I have is just how you're feeling right now. I know we're in the dog days of – of uh, summer and and uh, you've been pitching a lot. So how are you feeling these days? Uh, body feels great. Like I said, I got a little bit of cold right now. So uh, dealing with that, but the body feels great. Arm feels good. Um, you know, I don't think I've been overworked at all. Uh, I think the bullpen as a whole, we're pretty healthy. And uh, yeah, I think we're ready to just make this push, get into the playoffs and then uh, anything can happen, happen from there. Well, that's great to hear because I know this can be a real challenging time, but looks like that all the pieces are working right now. And we've been talking about it. Uh, everybody around uh, the Braves have been talking about just the fact that the bullpen looks like it's it's uh, primed and, and uh, the starting lineup, the starters, everybody's working together. And of course, you know, earlier in the season, it was like one week it was this part, one week it was that part, and we really couldn't put it all together. But you guys have been doing a tremendous job, but I, I really wanted to get into your story a little bit and just wanted to hear from you because we know um, what what's happened to you in the past. I mean, you started out your career and then you had kind of a, um, you know, a rough spot there. And I, I really don't know much from, I haven't heard much from you about it, but I know our listeners would love to hear kind of how you got into that. And then most incredibly, how you got out of it to where you are today, just pitching lights out. Yeah, so I was drafted uh, by the Rockies in the first round, made to the big leagues in 2014, and uh, everything was good. I was a starter, uh, you know, had a very successful year, was looking to have a really good 2015. Uh, the spring training of 2015, I ended up with rolling my ankle, and I just, from that moment, moment on, I, like, couldn't throw a pitch. Uh, it led into... Uh, me actually fully getting the yips where I couldn't play catch, couldn't throw a ball to somebody. So at that year, 2015, I went from uh, pitching in the big leagues all the way down to short season single A, um, you know, the very, very bottom of the of the minor leagues. And, um, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I was kind of just as confused as everybody else. Michael McHenry. And he said, hey, I got a guy I need you to meet. His name's Jason Kuhn. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. He's a mental skills guy. He played college baseball and he got the yips. And I really think you need to work with him. I said, all right, you know, I'll try anything at this point. So I met him in the spring or in the off season. And he ran me through a whole program, a whole program to help me combat the yips, get over it. And, um, you know, just put me in the right direction. And then uh, gave me the tools to just go and do it. Um, dive into more detail of that but yeah he just kind of saved my career he'd had the yips as a, like i said as a college player and he the reason what he became a navy 
Navy SEAL was because people said, hey, it's a mental toughness thing. You're not mentally mm-hmm. tough. Da, 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 da. He went and said, you know what? What's the most mentally tough thing on this planet? Being a mental, being a Navy SEAL. So he said, I'm going to go do it and prove to everybody that the yips has nothing to do with your mental strength. It's just a an involuntary spasm that your body has. Um, so seeing a guy do that kind of like allowed me, you know, showed me that, hey, this is just something that happens to people. It's not my fault. It's not his fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's just something that happened. So how do we combat it? Um, so I gave me the tools to combat it. And I slowly just dug myself out of that hole. So I paid to play in a league uh, in Southern California just to get noticed. It was like an indie ball um, scout league kind of thing. So I just got tried to get my name back out there. I uh, eventually hooked up with a, an indie ball team out of Texas, the Texas Air Hogs. Um, you know, I was fortunate also to get a spring training invite with the Mariners and then also um, one with the Diamondbacks. Those never panned out. So I was ended up just playing with the Texas Air Hogs. Um, 2019, late in 2019, the Braves picked me up. Uh, they sent me to double A and, um, yeah, I pitched there for like, I think one week and then went up to triple A. And then in 2020, I went to spring training and I was fortunate enough to, to show what I could do. And, uh, AA took a chance on me with that weird, weird schedule, that pandemic year, uh, took a chance with the expanded rosters and, and, uh, put me onto the, uh, onto the big league team. And, um, you know, I just went from there, took the opportunity and just tried to, to make as much as, as much of that opportunity as I possibly could. Yeah. It's, uh, so behind the Braves listeners who've been with us for a little while have heard us talk about this a number of times last summer during that spring training 2.0 or summer camp or whatever we were calling that here at, uh, at Truist park. Um, they decided to live stream a couple of you guys scrimmages, uh, or exhibition games, uh, or inter squad matches, whatever they were called, uh, on Facebook live on, on the Braves Facebook page. And we couldn't have mics on the field because of protocols and all that kind of stuff. So they didn't want to have just silence. So they had Greg and I like in the booth calling the game. Neither of us have ever called a game. We just do a podcast and just talk baseball for a little bit. Uh, so that was quite an experience for us. And we were still, we still laugh about the fact that we actually even got to do that. But I, one thing that stuck with me is after we called like a week or about a week of those games. And I remember Greg, who, I mean, former relief pitcher, he, after we would call those games, he tell talking to me a couple of times, he's like, man, I don't know where this Massett guy came from, but I really like what I've seen out of him. And I was like, I know he's, he's looking great. And just, it's so cool because I'll be perfectly honest. I wasn't aware of your, your story until you showed up in summer camp or in spring training last year and reading up on you. It's just been, it's so fascinating. Pitching an independent ball has to be, I mean, were there ever times where you thought, all right, maybe this just isn't going to pan out for me. I mean, did you ever even think of giving up or was that never even a thought? No, it was definitely a thought. Uh, 2017, I looked at my wife and I said, hey, I don't know if baseball is going to be a thing. I'm thinking about going back to school. And she broke down and started crying and said, like, no, I think you have more to offer the game. Um, you know, you're better than this and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, well, if she can go through and she just said, like, I'm going to stick by your side, whatever you do. But I think you should continue to play baseball. And I said, all right, well, if she's fine with me going ahead and trying to pursue this. Why can't I? You know, why can't I just keep going and doing it? I can take the pain or if she can take the pain. I, so whatever it's going to be, the mental, the mental pain of just going through and not being able to do something that you should be able to do, I'll figure it out. I'll do it. Um, you know, and that was the, the last point I really thought about, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. And from that point on, it was, all right, I'm doing this no matter what it takes. 
Um, you know, and the, and the thing for me that really kept me going every day, waking up, going to the gym, throwing, even though I couldn't throw up, couldn't even play catch. You know, I'd burned through so many catch partners that were playing fetch more than catch. Um, you know, it was, it was being able to look back when I'm, you know, 60, 70 years old and be like, look, I, I did everything I possibly could at that time to try and fix the problem that was given to me. You know, and knowing that I could look myself in the mirror when I'm 67 years old and say that that was what I was, you know, I did everything I could was the only thing that kept me kept me going a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything worked out to where I actually made it back to the big leagues. I mean, I just wanted a cup of coffee, honestly. I just wanted to be able to get back. I don't even know if the big leagues would have been cool. That was always the dream <laughs> to get back. But just to play catch was the dream, man. To go out mm-hmm. and play on a field with just a bunch of friends and throw a strike was going to be it, you know? And then it all just started snowballing into the right, you know, right direction. And it just, just was an immovable, you know, an unstoppable force just kept going. Mm. Was, was there ever a point where you like, I don't know, I feel like this way in golf, you know, all of a sudden ball goes this way, goes that way. And then I was like, you hit that one shot. You're like, Oh my gosh, I think I found it. Was there any of that? Or was it just this gradual move? towards where you wanted to be or was there just some kind of an aha moment for you where it just all clicked? Uh, there was an aha moment with the mechanics. And I think the mental part was a slow process of beginning to, to trust myself kind of thing. You know, I, for so long, I was always, it was a fear-based throw instead of an aggressive based throw. So every time I picked up a ball, I was afraid to mess up instead of like, I'm going to hmm. go and I'm going to, throw this ball and it's going to be aggressively right where I want it to go. You know, that's what uh, Jason Kuhn helped me out. The mental, the Navy SEAL helped me with was making that mental transition. And that took some time because for years I trained my mind to do one way and I needed to change it and teach it to do it another way. The mechanical thing for so long, just to survive and try and throw, I trained myself some really bad mechanics just to like lock my arm almost and like drag the ball Mm -hmm. to the zone just to like keep it in somewhat close of an area. Um, but I had a pitching coach in Indy ball, uh, Kevin Joseph. And he said, Hey, you ever thought about just like bringing it up here almost to your ear and just that feeling of doing this. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. And I did it in one bullpen and boom, the velo jumped up, the athleticism and the arm jumped back. It, it just, it became a throw again and not like a catapult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that mechanic adjustment was a real quick one. The mental one took a little bit of time. Was there a point once you were, you'd made the big league team where you realized, okay, this isn't, I'm not just here for a cup of coffee. Like I'm, I am here. I am a, a big leaguer and I'm a very important part of this bullpen. I mean, was there a moment which you just went, I'm not just here for a cup of coffee. I'm here to stay for a while. I mean, I would say that it obviously, now we're in like what year two of getting a little bit comfortable. I'm not worried about going up and down in 2020. It was not that I was like, all right, man, the taxi squad is right there. You know, I don't want to go back that taxi squad. I'm fortunate enough that the rosters have expanded. Let's go pro- prove these guys what I can do. And, you know, again, be aggressive and go out there and do what I can do. Um, you know, now that we're getting into year two, it's like, okay, now I feel like I'm actually part of the team, part of, you know, kind of moving forward with this, with this team and moving into the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always, every single day I'm showing up and I'm trying to fight for my spot because we got a bunch of guys that are in double AA, a triple a that 
are really good too. So, you know, it's a friendly competition kind of thing. And um, yeah, I just want to keep this spot, whether it's, you know, for one year, five years, 10 years, as long as it can be. Hmm. Well, Tyler, one thing I love about your story is that, you know, you got to a point where things got very simple. You know, I just want to play catch, you know, you, you went through the struggle and I think that only makes us stronger. It, it, it allows us to go back to something that's very basic. And that's just, you know, keeping life simple, you know, making the game simple. And I know you had such a phenomenal year last year. Uh, you just threw the ball tremendous. And then this year, I, I don't think you threw it as well as you wanted to early on. But then all of a sudden something clicked. And, man, you got right back into that groove that you were in last year. So uh, take us a little bit through, you know, what was going on earlier? It seemed like you're, you're, you weren't, you weren't executing the same way. Uh, you were close, but you just, you weren't quite getting that, but you were just missing. And then all of a sudden something happened about, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. And man, you've just been spot on. Yeah. So I'd say spring training went really well. The first few weeks went really well. And then, um, you know, the thing about baseball is that you're constantly looking to get better. And so I uh, sat down with our, our pitching coaches and I said, you know, we talked about, Hey, when you do this with your mechanics, it was kind of a little bit more rotational, less direct, your velo goes up and your pitch effectiveness goes up. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't even notice that. So I was kind of working on a little bit of a mechanical thing to try and make it um, try and bump the velo up a little bit more even. Um, and it just wasn't working. It became erratic, kind of all over the place um, with with the fastball. And then the off speed wasn't working as well. So it was an adjustment that I was trying to make with the mechanics. And it just it just didn't work. So uh, it took me a little bit of time to get back to the older mechanics that I was throwing with in spring training and like early in the first uh, week or so of the, of the season. And uh from that point on, I was just like, Hey guys, this is what I feel comfortable. This is how I feel like I can throw strikes at a consistent, you know, rate. This is what I'm going to stick with. Whether I lose a little bit of this or a little bit of that on, on my pitches, I'll, I'll take that with being able to command the zone. And, um, they were like, all right, sounds good. I mean, they were just trying to help me get better and they saw some things analytically and said, Hey, when you throw like this, it does this. And I was like, all right, let's try and, uh, yeah, it's almost like my, my misses are more effective than my non misses. So they were trying to make me throw like what I consider a miss, uh, on a consistent basis. And it just, I mean, I like the, we attempted it and it just didn't work. So it was, uh, two or three weeks or four weeks, whatever it was of, uh, trying something that didn't work, but it's all right. All right. So I want to ask something not not uh, baseball related, but this is something I've wanted to ask you since literally, I think, since the first time you came into a regular season game last year. So I, I work all of our, our home games from the press box and I'm on the social media side of things, but the home games, I'm in the press box. So I hear everybody's entrance music, warm up music and all that long time behind the Braves listeners know that I'm not just a Metallica fan. I am like the Metallica fanboy of all fanboys. Like I just love them to death. So I love that you come into a Metallica song, but it's also, it's like, it's from their, their last album. And it's not like one of the ones you would expect. So I'm just Atlas rise for those wondering. I'm just yeah. curious. And this is, I, I'm sorry if this is not interesting to everybody, but I am very interested in this. I want to know how Atlas rise became uh, your entrance music. 
Um, it was something I loved to listen to when I was uh, when I was lifting, and the song just kind of clicked for me. Uh, every time I was doing a big lift or something, I would turn it on, and um, yeah, I just love the song. It's a great song. I mean, Metallica is a great band, obviously, one of the best ever. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's not a song that everybody knows. Um, you know, and you can kind of hear that it's Metallica, but I think their album that's off the album in 2016 or 17. So it's a newer, a newer song. But yeah, I just enjoy the song, honestly. Uh, it's, uh, Greg, I had, I, that was my one question I had to ask for me. <laughs> no, kind of, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, Tyler, we, uh, we appreciate you spending time with us and uh, really like what you're doing out there. Keep it up. And if it ain't broke, you know, there ain't nothing to fix. Right. So Keep doing what you're doing, and um, I'll just leave you with this. Uh, so uh, I pitched back when when Leo Mazzoni was our pitching coach, and I, I, I was pitching against the Mets, and I threw a cutter, and the guy hit it out. And I came in from the from the uh, mound, and Leo goes, what was that pitch? And I said, oh, it was a cutter. He goes, you don't throw cutters. I said, Leo, I'm trying to get better. I was trying to, was trying to do something different. He goes, we don't pay you to do anything different than throwing change up. So don't try anything different. <laughs> There's some truth to that, right? You gotta, yeah. you, you gotta be who you are. So, uh, but we really like who you are and how you're pitching. So keep it up and uh, we're pulling for you. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Ty. Right. I appreciate Have it. Going. See you. As another O2 swing and a miss. Matic with bookend strikeouts. Sends us to the seventh inning. Top of the order coming up is the Braves. Our thanks again to Braves relief pitcher Tyler Matzik for joining us here on Behind the Braves. Um, gosh, Greg, I hope we get to talk to him again because I feel like there's just there's so many more things and details I'd love to hear uh, about his journey to, to that ultimately brought him here to Atlanta. So hopefully we'll get to do that again at some point in the future. Um, hey, you know, I, I mentioned earlier it's it's nice that it's mid-august and that the braves are in first place but as i was looking at the calendar and kind of looking towards that september schedule i went man we're getting close to that november fantasy camp uh mm. Braves fantasy camp uh and i can't wait so do we have any news regarding brace fantasy camp we do i i can announce our coaches okay now, you our... haven't told me this yet you told no. i will say i'll tell the people you told me like i can announce the coaches i went okay don't tell me beforehand. I want to hear it live on uh, on Behind the Braves. Yeah. yeah, and we've got some new guys, too. So we'll see if you know who these guys are. So uh, some of our veterans, Terry Pendleton, Braves Hall of Famer. He's going to be there. Marcus Giles, um, fantasy camp favorite. And let's see, Eddie Perez, World Series champion. And let's see who else. So Keith Lockhart, who's new. Nice. He's good, good dude. And then the uh, Michael Tucker. Michael oh, Tucker. Nice. Yeah. So that those are our managers. And then our pitching coaches, Pete Smith, fantasy camp veteran, Denny Nagel, fantasy camp veteran, Marvin Friedman, fantasy camp veteran, Mike Bilecki. Who did you meet Mike? Um, um I'm not sure. We might have met camp? briefly. We did. Okay. I think we did meet briefly. Yeah. And then new um fantasy camp member is Mike Remlinger. Nice. So did you meet Mike when he was here? I did not. No. Unbelievable pitcher. He reminds me a lot of Matzik, even mm -hmm. though they had a little bit different styles, but he just dominated lefties and righties. He could pitch, he could start. I mean, he could relieve, he could start, he could do whatever. But there was a three-year period there, four-year period where Mike was unhittable. And I feel like that, you know, um, 
Tyler's in that same type of mode that he just got in a groove and he put the ball where he wanted to and he was unhittable. Uh, well, that is awesome. That is one heck of a lineup. And I was some of the personalities you've got mixed in there, those uh, <laughs> especially those late late nights around the around the pit, around the fire. Uh, there's going to be some very funny stories told and a lot of laughs with those guys you've got. And uh, that is correct. A lot of a lot of really entertaining stuff that's going to happen that week. I mean, heck, you were three names into that. I think you've mentioned Giles and Eddie. <laughs> right, and yeah. Oh, man, they're going to keep everybody in stitches. So that's awesome. That's right. Well, that's great. Well, where can people I know you still got some spots available. So where can yeah. go to? Yeah, Braves.com slash fantasy camp check it out i've got a example itinerary there that we're going to be using and uh there's a there's faqs where you can you can find out more about the camp or or heck you can just email me greg.mcmichaelbrace.com if you have some questions that the website don't doesn't answer so let me know be happy to talk to you about it perfect perfect and um and then if they have any other questions about the Miami or Florida or the Florida area, they can email Jeter like you just did. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Give Derek a call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any other questions about anything else, you can email me, but uh, I don't know what I, I don't know. I don't have much knowledge about anything around here, but you know, if you just feel like shoot me a note, I'll be happy to talk to you. Hey, you're all things digital. That's true. That's true. Uh, if you want to yell at somebody about a, a, uh, a bad tweet or a Facebook post or something. You can, you can, you can send that my way and I'll, I'll see what <laughs> I can do for you. All right. Well, thanks so much to Tyler Matzik for joining us here on behind the Braves and to John Kerber and the good folks at Braves media relations for arranging that and putting that together. We very much appreciate it uh, for Greg McMichael. I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next week on behind the first place, Atlanta Braves. Hey, Braves country. We just wanted to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe Behind the Braves on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or at braves.com slash Behind the Braves, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Braves. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.